Uh, I want to deliver a message to you today that I've entitled Others uh, for our Memorial Day Sunday uh, 2021, a message entitled Others. Uh, when I get to the very end of the message, you'll, you'll get the very reason why I chose to title it, this, this specific title. I want to share a few stories with you today. There's one uh, great story about uh, the forgetful farmer. Uh, this man was a seriously forgetful dude, and he had some family members who lived in the city, and they come on out to visit him at the farm. And while they were out there, the farmer gave his dog a whistle. He whistled at him, and the dog herded all the cattle into the gate, and then, amen, that's all right, amen. And then he took his paw and latched the gate. That's a pretty cool dog, right? And so the family member said, wow, that is some dog. What's her name? And the forgetful farmer, he, he scratched his head, and he got to thinking, and he looked at his family member and says, what's, 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 that, what's that flower? You know, it smells really good. It's red, and, and, and there's thorns on its branches. And, and the family member says, well, that's a rose. He went, oh, yeah. Hey, Rose, what's the name of this dog? Didn't even remember his wife's name. <laughs> There's times when uh, we can all be pretty forgetful. Uh, can I get a witness from somebody? <laughs> uh, I've been there. I've, I've done that. I shared uh, this story, I think, on Wednesday night about uh, me forgetting about the battery. Uh, this is how forgetful I was on this specific day. I'm working in my barn up at the lake house that we're moving to, and uh, my battery pack ran dead in the driver that I was using. And so I took the battery pack out of the driver and I walked over to the work shelf and I put it in the charger, took my hand, listen, I'm, I'm not exaggerating anything here. I took my hand off the battery and suddenly went, what did I do with that battery? I'm, I'm not kidding. And I, I walked around, I looked everywhere for the battery. I had the driver in my hand, I think, and I walked around, I looked over there, I looked at the driver. I, I walked around, no exaggeration, six times, looking for the battery pack. I'm talking to myself the whole time. Lopez, how do you do this? You guys that work in shops know that you can have a pencil one second and the next second not have a pencil. Well, I'm looking for the battery pack, and finally I walk around the sixth time, and I look at the charging station, because that's the one place I forgot to look, and there's the battery I forgot. I mean, that's how forget. all right, no, that's, that really happened, and no, I was not smoking pot that day, I, I promise. <laughs> it was not a throwback to, you know, some of the old days. Any of us can probably remember some seriously forgetful moments. Maybe um, you lost your car keys and you've walked all over the house looking for your car keys and you even looked, went out to the car to look for your car keys, uh, went back in the house only to realize that you had your car keys in your hand. I mean, has anybody ever, ever done that? I mean, okay, well, God bless you. I feel better about my battery story already. I told my battery story the other day and Miss Corey says, I was on FaceTime. FaceTime, you know, you got to have one of these. You know, and she said she was on FaceTime with her daughter. I hope I get this story right. 
And uh, I can't remember if she was holding it in her hand or if it was just in front of her. She's nodding. She was holding it in her hand. And her daughter, Nicole, saw uh, Mom, Corey, looking all over the place and, and said, what's the matter? And then Corey says, I can't find my phone. <laughs> She's in the back going, it happened, it happened, you know. <laughs> Mom, it's in your hand. Okay, that's even worse than my battery story. That's all I got to say. <laughs> We've all had those uh, moments where put into the right situation. Let me pause just for a second. There's some ringing going on with my voice in the system. If you could just turn my voice down just a little bit in the house, that would help me. Thank you. Uh, or, you know, or has anybody ever forgotten somebody's name? Huh? Does that happen? Can you, get, can you take care of the ringing? I don't even have a sound tech back there. What happened? Okay. okay. Here he comes. Did you hear what I said? No? Okay. There's a ringing going on in the house, and it's really distracting me right now. And if you could take care of that for me. Okay, good, good. good. <laughs> All right. Who's that guy? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, or I was here one Wednesday night, and... Um, we were having service, and I w- was just wanting to illustrate us, one of our people here that uh, I think so much of and is always such an encourager. She's just always encouraging and such a blessing. And I know her name all the time. Her name's Naomi. Are you all hearing that, or is it just me? It's just me? No. Yeah? Hello? Okay. All right, something's ringing. But anyway, um, I, I wanted to call out Naomi's name, and I looked right at her. Well, I'll, I'm looking at somebody else, but she's over there today. So I, I looked right at her, and I went, and, 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 and I've never been so embarrassed in all of my life. I mean, I felt completely weak and little because I was like, I just bragged up this gal And I can't even remember her name. And the longer I looked at her, the more forgetful I became. Do you all remember that night? You should have said, no, we forgot all about it. (laughs) We have those moments. And uh, I don't think it was a I'm now 65 moment. Uh, I think it was just one of those moments. And I've been, I can't remember. I'm so sorry. I I can't believe I forgot your name. How many of us have done that? Thank you. Thank you. We feel better. So, brothers and sisters, I mean, you know, the worst forgetfulness of all really is to forget people. And, and, and she's forgiven me, thankfully. She's not held that against me. But that's, that was one of the worst moments of forgetfulness. You're next to not turning your phone off. That's another one of the strange moments, Diane, of forgetfulness. But anyway... Um, <laughs> You're not supposed to be watching YouTubes while we're on YouTube. Okay. Uh, one of the biggest lessons that we need to know is that God didn't put us here for ourselves. He's, he put us here for others. And we can be pretty forgetful, and one of the worst things to forget is, is other people. 
especially in public behind a pulpit and talking about a specific individual. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 says, He comforts us in all our trouble so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. Did you catch what God is saying? God is saying that He comforts us so that we can comfort others. That's what it's all about. We might think, oh, thank you for comforting me, and then just hold that in and not extend it to anybody else when we are supposed to be loving to others. God loves us so that we can love others. God ministers to us so we can minister to others. God uh, heals us so that we can bring that healing to others. Uh, He comforts us so that we can comfort others. God put us here on the earth for others. That's what it's really all about. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Huh? How, How true does that scripture come when you're trying to beat the other person in the parking lot to the parking spot? Or when they have beat you to the parking spot and you don't give them the hallelujah sign, you give them the Hawaiian good luck sign. Well, really, I mean, we have these scriptures that tell us to consider others more important than ourselves, but in the real nitty-gritty of life, many times we we don't act that way, and yet God put us here for others, for others. It goes on to say, not looking to your own interests, but each of you look to the interests of others. What if you lived your life that way? What, I mean, that's really supposed to be the fundamental foundation of Christian life. What if you lived your life in such a way that it was all about others and not about self? Interesting. And that's hard because, you know, we live in a very self-centered society. Everything's about self. It's every man for himself, and I'm taking care of me first, and then once I'm taken care of, maybe I'll take care of you kind of thing. But that's not the God way. That's not the Christian plan, is that we are continually self-centered, self-oriented. just You know, the universe revolves around little old me kind of thing. Uh, should re- revolve around the sun, S-O-N, and for us to pass on that same love to every, every, every person that we come in contact with. There's a poem, it goes like this, and the title of the poem is, I Know Something Good About You. Wouldn't this old world be better if the folks we met would say, I know something about you, and then treat us just that way? Wouldn't it be fine and dandy if each handshake, warm and true, carried with it this assurance, I know something good about you. Wouldn't life be happier if the good that's in us all were the only thing about us the folks bothered to recall? Wouldn't life be happier if we praised the good we see, for there's such a lot of goodness in the worst of you and me? Wouldn't it be nice to practice that fine way of thinking too? You know something good about me and I know something good about you. Wouldn't it be good? 
You know, I, I ran into a, a guy up at the lake house. Uh, I was working one day in the house. I think it was actually working in the barn that day. And he come down. And this is just one of those, those people that just talk nonstop. You don't know anybody like that, do you, Mike? Just, just talk nonstop. And, and then, of course, I was busy. I was trying to stack wood or something, and this guy was just talking about the silliest stuff in you know, a very busy moment of my life. And he, and he was annoying me. I know, I know, you're thinking, you get annoyed? Oh, yeah. Not as bad as Mike turning red face like we saw in the video a moment ago. But. And so this cat was annoying me a little bit, and I was wishing that he would go away. I repent, Lord, I'm sorry. And he didn't. And he eventually started saying, well, okay, I'll see you later on. And on his way out, he had another story. And he just kept telling stories after story after story. And I kept, you know, a couple of times, I was like, well, thanks for, thanks for dropping by. I got a bunch of work I'm going to do here. And I, and I turned away, and I go like this. And he started another story. And I was a little annoyed with him. And so then I'm working in the house the other day at the lake, and there's a knock on the door. Brother Chuck. And I open the door, and guess who's standing at the door? It's that guy. I mean, I'm a, I, got a, I probably got a driver in this hand, and I'm probably searching for the battery pack somewhere. But anyway, I didn't have time to talk, you know, with just what I was considering at the moment, senseless conversation, empty conversation. I was busy. Don't you all look at me with that holier-than-thou look like you've never been that. So once again, I was irritated. And I told Diane last night, I said, I don't think I was rude to the guy, but the chances are, because I was irritated, I probably was. And uh, he was telling me this and that, and I don't even recall what he was telling me because, quite frankly, I wasn't listening. I should have got a message where I didn't tell on myself so much this morning. So. And anyway, I, he said, well, I got to go. And the same thing. Oh, I got to go. Oh, by the way, he's like Columbo or something. I don't know what the deal was. And so uh, I said, well, thanks for dropping by and um, call you blessed. Have a good day. Now, obviously, I didn't mean that, right? Because I'm just using it as a, an empty phrase to kind of shoo him away. And this was before the Lord gave me this message, by the way, but I think it's why the Lord gave me this message, by the way. <laughs> and so uh, I had this message in my mind, and where it was, you know, just thinking about that I needed to consider others. I needed to consider the state of another person's life. And I do that by and large 90, 50% of my time. <laughs> no, I do it a lot, but it just happened to be that moment that, you know, if you're, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. So uh, I, I think it was after I had uh, put the message together, it was this last Friday, I think, yeah, and, uh, or Thursday evening, yeah, and I uh, was working in the shop again, <laughs> hanging lights uh, in the ceiling. So I'm up on tall ladders and I'm trying to, uh, trying to hang these lights and I uh, shoulder, and I was whining and moaning. And. Knock on my door, 
And it's a, there's a window in the door, so I immediately saw who it was. And, you know, there was a part of me that wanted to go, oh, no, I'll never get these lights up. And the Lord reminded me, well, maybe you ought to consider others a little more important than yourself. And that's when it hit me that the Lord brought this guy into my life, number one, to teach me a lesson, but also because maybe there's something going on in his life that he needs from me. And that's not thinking of me, but that. So you know what I did? I got down off my ladder. I spent time with him. I invited him in, come check it out. And we spent time together and we talked and talked. And of course, what? no, no, he talked and he talked. <laughs> And then I said, he said, how's things going in the house? I said, well, come on in. I'll show you what I'm doing and so forth and so on. And, and then we went over to his property that he was working on and everything, and we talked for a while. And, and that time when I said, it's been great talking to you. He says, it's been great talking to you too, Rick. And he turned around and left. And I'm like, well, that's the first time, you know. <laughs> but the Lord had me walk through a, a living example of taking a moment to not consider what I had to do as the most important thing of the moment, okay? And so I get to live my life in a glass window and just in a glass house and bring it all to you, all the stuff that's happening. And, and so, you know, when I saw this particular poem, wouldn't it be nice to practice that fine way of thinking too? You know something good about me, and I know something good about you. You know, friends, we've been taught for years to look for the good in other people, to try to find the good. Pastor Randy, the, the original pastor of this church, taught so well, and he was, he was just a, a jewel at always trying to find the best in everyone else. Those of you who remember him know that that's very, very true. Philippians chapter 3, verse 4 says, Don't look out only for your own interest, but take interest in others too. And I'm thinking, well, thank you, Lord, for the rebuke. I appreciate that, but, you, you know, because I had not been doing that with this particular guy. Don't look out for only your own interest, but take an interest in others, too. And I realized that the Lord was saying to me, Rick, you need to take an interest in this guy's life because apparently not many people do. So we should take an interest in others for their own good, not for our gain. We should take an interest in other people for their own good, not for our potential gossip. Because, you know, we all like to have things to tell about others, whether it's good, whether it's bad or otherwise. And this Memorial Day weekend, we need to be concerned about others for their good. For many people this week, uh, you know, it's about parades, it's about picnics, it's about parties. Uh, for many, it's about grills, food, family, and fun. Uh, for some folks, it means going to the graves of deceased loved ones. Uh, Diane and I used to do that every single year. We've talked about it a number of times, but, you know, time slips by. We're, we're all there. Uh, and remembrance may be tough to do. It may be tough to do, but it is something that we need to do. And it's always good to think about others instead of self. This is Memorial Day weekend. In the Revolutionary War, 33,000 soldiers died. In the War of 1812, 7,000 soldiers died. In the Mexican War, 13,000 soldiers perished. During the Civil War, 980,000 soldiers died. 
In the Spanish-American War, 4,000 died. In World War I, 320,000 U.S. soldiers gave their lives. In World War II, 1,078,000 died. In the Korean War, 157,000 soldiers perished. During the Vietnam War, 111,000 of our men died and women. In the Gulf War, there were 700. And in the war in Iraq and Afghanistan to date, there's been nearly 7,000 deaths. That equals almost 3 million people dying in war. And you know why they did? For our freedom. For our freedom. They died for others. See, Memorial Day weekend isn't just about the, uh, the unofficial onset of summer. It, it's not just about parades. It's about remembering that someone died for you. To have the freedom that you and I have today for our freedom. Jesus said in John 15, 13, Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. On this Memorial Day weekend, we need to think about others. Diane and I are going to be going to the lake uh, this weekend again, and I, for the very first time, actually look forward to seeing, I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, I look forward to seeing him. I, I hope that I can tweak my personal self enough to actually look forward to a conversation. What am I adjusting? Not him. Adjusting me because it's about others. It's not always easy to live like that, is it? And God will bring people in our life that make us learn to live differently. Right on, right on. Well, I've been walking along here pretty good in this message, and I want to move forward because I've just been telling some stories and, and everything. And, and so uh, I got just one more story as I get ready to close. What are you laughing about? I got one more story. It's, it's not a personal story. Uh, I'm just trying to be like Jesus a little bit. He did all of his messages in stories, right? So I got a story about a little boy. And a little boy who was really longing for a puppy. He re- no, it's not indirectly about me, honey. <laughs> all right, so it, this, where I'm getting to is sort of like this man. He had put a sign up in the window that he had puppies for sale. And among those who came to inquire about the puppies was a young boy. And he said, please, mister, uh, I'd like to buy one of your puppies if it doesn't cost too much. And the man said, well, they're 25 bucks each. And uh, the boy was crushed because he, he said, well, I've only got $2.05. Could I see the puppies anyway, uh, he asked. And the guy said, well, of course, and maybe we can work something out, said the man. And the boy's eyes danced at the sight of the little balls of fur, you know, like all of us do when we see puppies or kitties, you know. And uh, he, he, he said to the man, he said, I heard that one of the puppies has a bad leg. And uh, the guy said, yeah, I'm afraid that it does. It's actually crippled for life. And, uh, and the little boy said, well, that's the puppy I want. 
I want that puppy. And I was wondering, could I pay for that puppy a little bit at a time? And the man responded, but look, son, he's always going to have a lamp. He's going to be crippled for life. And, and the boy, little boy smiled bravely, and he pulled up slowly, pulled up one of his legs, his pant uh, they're not sleeves, but his pant legs, pulled up one of his pant legs, and, and as he did, he showed that uh, um, he was wearing a brace on one leg and was also crippled. And uh, uh, he said, uh, it's all right, I don't want good either. And then looking at, at the puppy kind of sympathetically, he says, I think that puppy's going to need a lot of love, um, just like I've needed a lot of love in my, in my times. And I know all of y'all have had those moments where you needed some extra love, right? Can I help you with something? Um, you're going to run into so many people, maybe the guy at the lake house, that just needs a little extra love. Um, don't be a dunderhead like I was and have to have three meetings before it dawns on you. Maybe this guy needs some of attention from me, you know? And anyway, um, the man said... Uh, uh, I, know, I, I know you'll give her a good home. And he says, here, take the puppy. And there's no cost for the puppy. He's yours. The, the deal was is that this, this boy is giving us an example that he knew how to love this puppy because he shared a similar experience. And we have those moments too when you think about, you know, maybe we have a shared experience with someone that we can be a little bit more loving and we all have to realize friends in some way shape or manner we are a little bit crippled in life one way or another or as diane always says we're all here in various stages of disrepair and you're going to run into somebody who's sharing or dealing with the same maladies the same troubles in life and instead of turning away from them maybe it should help you feel like i can you know, empathize with that person, sympathize with that person, and show them some extra love. Maybe this memorial weekend, we try to find ways to show others a little extra love. So that's going to require that you look around you, and that you look into the crowds, and you look at people like Jesus did when he looked out and he saw the people and he was moved with compassion because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus was looking. He was looking. He saw. He didn't just see a human being and looked through them and looked past them like I have done many, many times in my life. And I imagine some of you have as well. But maybe to look at them and go, wow, what's going on in their life? I wonder, you know, after God began to show me this, I began to wonder what's going on in this guy's life that he can't seem to break free of a conversation. I wonder how many people have just shut him off, shut him down, put a hand up and said, stay away. You know what that did when you begin to consider someone like that in that respect? You now have compassion and not annoyance. Think about it, y'all. And so remember people both in death and in life. That's what this is all about. And um, there's one more thing to think about, and then this will be it. And then I have one last story. <laughs> Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life 
a ransom for many. And we're supposed to have that same mind in us, that mind of Christ, that it's about us serving someone else and potentially giving up life for the next person. Christ was a servant of others. He didn't stand around um, waiting to be served. No, he grabbed a basin and he washed others' feet. I heard a great preacher, a great minister in our local community one time at a prayer service stand up and pray, and she said these words that have stuck with me ever since. Lord, show us what it's like to wash another's feet. That just laid into my spirit so profoundly, Lord, because we don't know, and maybe we should pray like she prayed that day. Lord, show, show us what it's like to wash one another's feet. Because that's what Christ did. He healed people. He touched people. He loved people. He was real with people. He was honest with people. He was connected with children. He never shooed children away. He drew them in. Uh, he didn't try to run them off. He wanted to bless them. He was all about blessing everyone he came in contact with. Are you? I want to be, but I'm not always that way. I, I wish I was. I wish you were. So we need to remember people by being a servant to one another. And so in closing, this is the reason I decided to name this message uh, Others. It's from a speech that was given years ago to the Salvation Army as they were holding their international convention. And the founder of, of General William Booth was the keynote speaker that day, and he was unable to attend. So he wired his speech to be read at this convention, and there was only one word, others. And when I read that illustration, I went, ah, that's the name of this message, others. I want to finish with another poem. I'm going to be hermeneutically correct and homiletically correct in this sermon today, five points in a poem, uh, as they often say. But this is uh, pretty powerful. And this is how God works, which is pretty amazing. You know, Diane and I were doing a garage sale yesterday, and it was the last couple that were in, and um, we were getting ready to try to, maybe not the last couple, but very, very close. And so this couple walks up, and the guy immediately says, I want to know whose license plate says Air Force on it. Well, I ain't ashamed. So that's me. And we get to talking, and, and his wife's out there shopping like wives do, praise God. And he's talking, and him and I, we both were in the Air Force together. Um, I asked him where he lived, and he said, I live in Pawpaw, Michigan. I went, I was born in Pawpaw, Michigan. He said, no, you were not. And he asked me what my name was, and he thought he had a, a, a handle on everything until I gave him my last name, which was Lopez. I said, go try to figure that one out. But anyway, uh, we talked and we talked and talked, and we both were in the Air Force, so we both served the exact amount of time. I had one of those unique situations where I served all my tour of duty on the same base. He had, I'd never actually ever met anybody else who had the same situation. He served his entire tour of duty on the same base. I got out of the military because I didn't want to go overseas. He got out of the military because he didn't want to go overseas. And we just talked, and he said, so you're a preacher? Because we, I'd said, I, you know, I'm pastor of church. And I said, yeah. And uh, he said, uh, he challenged me. He said, so what's your sermon tomorrow? And I said, uh, others. He said, yeah, so what are you going to say? 
Well, being the guy who does preacher training, Dave, and always says, if you can't share your sermon in one sentence, you can't preach. I shared with him in one sentence what my, my sermon was. And I had already written this out, and he shared with me a stanza from a poem that was one of the mottos of the church that he is a worship leader in, by the way. Uh, yeah, I know. There's just so many. I said, my God, you're my brother. You must be my brother. And he says, I'm your brother from another mother. And uh, we had such a good time. And uh, I told him, you know, we've already had church. If you don't buy anything, I will have to pass a plate and take up an offering. So we just had such a good time talking with each other. And, of course, I asked him when they left if I could pray with them. But I say that story because when, I, when he told me this stanza, I went, God, that, that is really ringing a bell because I had already written this message out. And I didn't, you know, memorize the poems. And so last night when I was going back over and reviewing the sermon, I read this poem, and the last stanza in the poem is a stanza. This guy shared with me, and I thought, man, God, you do some amazing things about how you put others together for certain specific reasons, right? So here's the poem, and then I'll close. I don't think I have another story. Here it is. Lord, help me to live from day to day in such a self-forgetful way that even when I kneel to pray, my prayer shall be for others. Help me in all the work I do to ever be sincere and true and know that all I do for you must needs be done for others. Let self be crucified and slain and buried deep and all in vain may efforts be to rise again unless to live for others. And when my work on earth is done and my new work in heaven's begun, may I forget the crown I've won while thinking still of others. And then here's the stanza that this guy shared with me. Others, Lord, yes, others let this my motto be. Help me to live for others that I may live like thee. And when he said that to me, I went, ah, that sounds familiar. Because I wrote it, <laughs> I had a poem in my sermon, and there it was. And I went, boy, Lord, you, you just have a way of putting things together. And so that's really what Memorial Day is all about. It's remembering others. It's serving others. And we need to remember others both in death and in life. And uh, do our best to accept the unacceptable, reach the unreachable, Receive the unreceivable. Share with those that others push away for whatever reason. Find a way to be Christ to somebody. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me a bit this weekend within 15 minutes of me getting to the lake house, there's going to be a... And knowing how God works on me and getting me together, that knock will probably be on my door every day. And I need to get over it because it's all about others. If you can receive and believe this message today, would you give the Lord a praise? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Father, help us to be more mindful of others than self. Help us to see others 
not from the flesh, but from the Spirit, so that we may have compassion versus annoyance. Help us to even at the end of the day, working very, very hard all day long and hoping just to close the metaphoric garage cell, take time to spend with others because you always got something to show us. You always got something to give us. Help us to be a people that are serving others and not just serving self. Help us to remember this weekend to remember all of those who gave their life on a battlefield for us, for others. And may we take this weekend, and not just this weekend, but every day of life to remember, Lord Jesus, what you did in giving your life for every other, all others, every person, including me, including those hearing my voice today. We thank you. We give you honor and glory. Before I end this prayer, if you, whether you're here or whether you're watching online, you've not accepted the Lord into your life, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Or if you have been so put off by others, especially church folk, that somehow you go, I don't want nothing to do with that kind of lifestyle. I pray that you can hear the sincerity in my voice today and the love in my voice and just be real with you and transparent enough where you go, well, I want that Jesus. I want to serve that Jesus. I want people to love me. And I ask that you just bow your heads with me now and I want to say a prayer over you, all of you here today and all of you online. Father, I pray for each and every one, those who felt like others have pushed them aside and pushed them away those who felt like that they are just being sucked dry by everybody else because nobody's willing to serve and help them. We just ask, Lord God, that you'll forgive us for the times that we've been selfish and it's just been about self and not about anybody else. So we ask for your grace for all of those who are asking for forgiveness today. We ask for your blessing on each and every person. We thank you in Jesus' name. I pray that the Lord bless you, that he keep you, that he make his face shine upon you and his countenance before you, that he give you strength and that he give you grace and may the peace of the Lord be with you this weekend. I call you blessed. Have an awesome Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy. God bless you. You are dismissed.